0: This program is brought to you by Suzanne Giesman's new online course, Three Keys to Unlock Your Powers of Mediumship. Go to unityonlineradio.org slash Suzanne to sign up today. Discover
1: hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesemann.
0: As a thought
1: or a messages, of hope. messages of well hello everybody greetings for another episode this show messages of hope is truly going to live up to its name today my guest is gonna knock your socks off with her stories filled with hope for those of you who have a loved one across the veil vale. so I'm gonna take a poll right now how many of you would simply love to know with No doubt whatsoever that your loved ones who have passed are still right here. Raise your hand. Now, remember, I know this is radio, but I'm a psychic. I can see. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a guest for you today, Colleen Smith. Well, Colleen, I normally read bios, and I'll read yours a little bit, but just come in before I start talking about you too much. Welcome to the show.
2: Thanks, Suzanne. I'm happy to be here.
1: I'm happy to share you live with our listeners, because anybody who's been to my presentations, when I show slides of people I've connected with across the veil, would instantly recognize you and your son, Austin, because Austin and I have had some wonderful communications during readings for you. But the cool thing is, everybody, Colleen is a medium herself. So we're going to just dive right in here. Let me just tell all of you first that uh, Colleen has a story somewhat similar to mine, but with some major differences. She served In the Army as a helicopter pilot. So there's our military connection. Mm -hmm. I just love that. (laughs) And, you know, (laughs) our Susan was a helicopter airframes mechanic in the Marines. So nice military connection. Then Colleen served 15 years in corporate America as a human resources professional and a coach before leaving to start private practice as a licensed professional counselor. You've really had a varied career, haven't you?
2: I have, yeah. But there's threads between all the pieces.
1: Uh, And what what would that thread be for you?
2: Well, for me, it's the human side. Um, The human resources and the coaching and the therapy and now the mediumship, it all blends together, uh, helping people heal and finding their way on this journey.
1: So let's talk about the journey. I want to tell people more about how you became a medium. You've been seeing spirits your whole life, though, right?
2: Yeah, I have. I was born with the ability to see and hear spirit. So um, I I played with spirit when I was younger, had a lot of interactions and really developed comfort with spirit. Uh, But then as I approached teenage years, uh, the desire to fit in and fear, and really the fear was two-pronged. The fear was Ooh, I'm not sure about what is spirit, because I didn't have anybody to mentor me on the spiritual side. But there was also fear of uh, just, am I going crazy? I'm hearing voices, seeing things. So I just had a discomfort with it. So I actually worked to turn it off, and uh, it stayed dormant for almost 30 years uh, until uh, my 50s when Austin transitioned.
1: Well, once again, we see a silver lining in what is the most devastating thing that that a parent can experience, the the transition of one of your children. And we're going to talk about Austin in a minute, but I want to tell everybody that I'm certainly glad that you turned your abilities back on because Mm -hmm. everybody just a couple weeks ago, our Susan dropped in on Colleen unexpectedly and she reached out to Ty and offered to do a reading for him and even though he's married to a medium and I give him occasional messages from Susan he had a full-on reading with Colleen and I got to watch a video of it later and I was just blown away but what I loved the most was this beautiful grin on Ty's face throughout just so just the love oozing from Colleen and from Susan it was it was truly remarkable and such a gift and i'm forever grateful Mm. to you colleen for that i know ty is
2: well you're welcome but isn't it can you believe we get to do this work suzanne and we get to see that hope and happiness return to somebody's face uh to me it's one of the best you know it's just a fantastic part of this work yeah Um, and and geez i'm a psychotherapist (laughs) and a medium and I'm here to tell you that one good reading is worth I don't know probably like six months of therapy. I mean you you need both. Both are great, but the power of a really good reading um, yeah. to help somebody heal, it's just amazing. And Suzanne, that's what is. you did for my family.
1: Well, let's talk about that because we're going to be sharing so many magical stories. The main focus is how those, well, especially Austin, but those across the veil send signs and everybody, Austin is like the king of signs. His defy explanation within our physical world, which make us have to embrace the fact that there is a spirit world, but let's back up. And so Austin passed at 26 years old and you... Let's just jump ahead to when you reached out to me, so let's show the connection here with us. You want to talk about that?
2: So Austin was 26 when he passed, and it was unexpected, Um, and it was three years ago. And uh, there were just a lot of unanswered questions around his passing, and um, I, I just needed to have answers. And so what we did know is that Austin was drinking uh, the night that he passed, quite a bit. He was drunk, and he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So uh, we did know those pieces, but there were some. There, the other pieces didn't make sense, and so my mind couldn't wrap around it because there were all these future-oriented actions that Austin had done. He. You know, two days before he died, he paid his pet deposit, a very large one. He renewed his Sirius radio. He bought an expensive piece of equipment. And the very last thing he did is he went grocery shopping. Um, Hmm. So all those events, like, it just didn't make sense. And one of the real painful pieces to me, Suzanne, was that there was no note. There was no explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know Austin, and he would have left a note. So I, I couldn't wrap my mind around it. So what I said to my husband was, I need to talk to a medium.
1: I, now let me interrupt I, you right there. So we just yeah. ted, said to everybody what a great medium you are, how you were seeing spirits, <laughs> but you turned it off. So it, did it ever occur to you to, to reach out to him, or were you in too much grief?
2: I was in too much grief right then. But, you know, I should back up a little bit because Spirit did start talking to me even before Austin's transition. Um, it was uh, the day before I found out, before I knew that Austin had, had passed, um, that evening before I woke up and it was 2 o'clock in the morning and I woke up in a full cry. And this wasn't mm-hmm. the kind of cry where you wake up and you start to cry. This was I was bawling my eyes out and I knew. I knew inside of me that Austin had passed. So I uh, rolled over, I grabbed my cell phone, and I started calling him, and and he didn't answer. So spirit came and told me. So the spirit communication happened, you know, before all of this. And then the next day, um, we found out. What it, you know the the truth that he had passed and um, but I still just I didn't have answers so I needed them so I said to Doug need to find a medium and I didn't know any mediums um, so through a series of divine synchronicities uh, you were suggested and uh, so I went on your website just so happens as they say you were coming to uh, Northern Virginia which is where I am and uh, doing a workshop um serving spirit and uh so I signed up for the workshop and this was seven weeks after Austin passed. I signed up for the workshop because as you say I I was determined from that point forward that I was going to be able to talk to Austin but I knew it might take a little bit. So in the meantime I needed a medium to answer these questions. And so I signed up for a for a reading. But um I was notified that your wait list was, you know, a couple years long And, um, so I said, that's okay. Please put me on the wait list. I'll wait. And I came home and I said to my husband, Doug, I want you to sit on the bed with me and we're going to hold hands and we're going to send energy out to the universe, to Austin, to the universe, to God, to everybody that we need a reading with Suzanne. So and my left brain husband looks at me and says, okay. <laughs> and he, cops, he cops a squat. We hold hands, and we send our energy out to the universe. And do you want to take the
1: next step, Suzanne? I will. I'll never forget <laughs> this. I'm sitting, and Ty's listening to this show. He'll remember it, too. We were sitting at my mother's assisted living building. We were in the dining room having dinner with my mom and my family. So there I am mid-bite, and I suddenly... I remember telling this woman who I'd never met, this who had requested a reading, that I, I couldn't do the reading, even though I was going to be in her part of town. And suddenly, mid-bite, I looked at Ty and I said, I have to go make a phone call. I have to do a reading for that woman. And he just looked at me, <laughs> so used to me doing strange things. He said, okay. And I just stepped aside and picked up the phone. So, Colleen. <laughs> so,
2: my cell phone is sitting on the bed next to Doug and I. And... I hear it ring, and Doug and I are still holding hands, sending our energy out. The phone rings. I look down, and I say, oh, my God, it's Suzanne. And I pick up the phone, and I show Doug. And his eye, his eyebrows shot up his forehead. <laughs> so I answered it, and he, she said, Suzanne says, Colleen, this is Suzanne Giesman," And she said it just like that. I joke about that, Suzanne. Um, Why? She said, I don't know. You just sounded so military. So he said, Colleen, this is Suzanne Giesman." I said, hello. And, um, and that's when you told us that you had received this download and that you always listened to spirit and that you were going to do the reading. And let me tell you that, oh, that was a beautiful moment.
1: I just want everybody to listen. If that's not confirmation of the power of prayer when something's supposed to happen, I don't know what is. It just blows me away.
2: I know. But what really blew us away was the reading. Oh, my God. So Doug and I go to have this reading. And um, Doug, you know, I, I believe Doug was doing it mainly to support me. And we went and had this reading where, uh, for those of you that have had readings with Suzanne, you just know she brings through so much evidence. It's uh, it's Im- almost impossible not to not to believe, and you're just presented with so much evidence. So we got the answers that we were looking for, and um, I, you know, for Doug especially, it was a life changing yeah. experience.
1: It was like, I, didn't you have to drive home?
2: He, well, he couldn't talk. When he left, he could <laughs> not talk. He just didn't have any words. And then we were sitting in the truck, and he finally gathered himself. And his first words were, that was a life-changing experience. I just mm. had a conversation with my son. Mm. And, mm. and he hasn't looked back. He's, He's changed, all in. You changed his world view.
1: Well, it's a good thing he's all in because now you're a, media, a professional <laughs> medium, which is and and just get equal evidence. So it's just awesome. So let's. And, and by the way, everybody, Austin just tends to come through so clearly anytime we really tune into him. And, and I'm going to talk to him a little later. He's standing by, Colleen. You knew he would be. I got a couple yeah. things he wants to share. But meanwhile, I would love you to dive in and start sharing the way he made his presence known to you personally not through a medium in the ensuing months
2: yeah so actually it happened the first night the first piece of communication came the first night uh, i was sitting in his bedroom at his desk and like many of us probably have i was sitting there with his shirts and just just numb with pain and all of a sudden i heard i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry um and i knew it was him i just mm-hmm. knew it somehow got through it was just a little a little blip but it got through and then two days later another event happened and this one actually i i, I now run a i lead the local chapter for helping parents heal which is a great organization for parents that have children that have transitioned and those parents they tell about their signs. And this is one sign that there's a pattern. It it happens a lot. And what happened for me was um, we were at the funeral parlor and we were picking out the urn for Austin's ashes. And you can just imagine uh, just uh, oh, numbing pain. And yes. I'm walking up the stairs thinking, really thinking, I'm not sure I can do this. I don't, I don't, I don't know how I can do this. And Suzanne, in a moment, I was flooded with this feeling of um, it's going to be okay. That's what it felt like. It, it almost had a tinge of, like, happiness. And mm. and remember, this is in a moment where I'm at my greatest despair. So I knew it didn't come from me because there is no way that it's going to be okay was even something that was anywhere in my mind. Yeah. And yeah. I was filled with it's going to be okay. So I looked at my husband, and I, I smiled, and that was the first moment. That that really was a, a turning point in the moment.
1: And there's only one thing that can make you smile at a moment like that is knowing, mm-hmm. just knowing that yeah. he's still with you. Yeah.
2: Yes, and I've heard so- from other parents in the group that they have had similar experiences like that in the early days, like this one, you know, like a brief moment of knowing that and it's not like you can hold on to that for you know. You're still going through the grief journey. It's still going to yeah. feel difficult. But for a moment, you got a glimpse.
1: And it was just that moment when you were wondering, "How am I going to get through this?" And that's mm-hmm. why we're told you're never given more than you can handle. You get you have these moments of grace like that. Yeah. When so you're on your- so. When you did the reading for Ty, when it was over, I looked at him and I said, you know, I know exactly what gift you have to send Colleen. It's got to be something with a feather in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Ty found, so Ty found the perfect feather to send you. Why don't you share why Austin is the king of feathers? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: So suddenly
2: into our life came feathers. And this was not something that was there before, just um, it, and it's uh, just a parade of various uh, various signs. And so Austin seems to like feathers. So uh, I was trying to think of which one to talk about because there's been know, so many. I know. I know. I know which
1: one well, I want to hear you share. One one but I will want. tell everybody. I, Ty and I walked on the beach this morning, and I passed a feather on the beach, and I, and the thought <laughs> fell into my mind. We have to make sure everybody knows it's not just that you find a feather where you would expect to find a feather because there are seagulls all over the beach. No, wait till you hear Colleen's stories.
2: Yeah. So I think, um, well, let me tell you about the feathers that come floating down (laughs) out of the ceiling inside. Um, My first one I was. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, so the first one happened when I was at the Omega Institute. Uh, I went out there to get certified by Brian Weiss in past life regression, and I had told myself when I went out there oh i'm just I needed a little bit of a break of from the identity of grieving mom, and I was just going to spend a couple of days being a therapist mom, so I was sitting in the back of the room thinking. Uh, and Brian Weiss was talking about how when he does past life regressions, people will often see the white light in between lives. And so I was sitting there in the audience, and there was about 200 of us in inside audience in a big auditorium, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, Austin, I wonder if you saw the white light. And suddenly this feather comes <laughs> floating down right in front of me, and it comes with a feeling. It's it's different than just seeing a feather. It comes with this, like, body sensation. And so I saw it. But I was thinking that I might be seeing things. So I looked to the woman sitting next to me, and I said, do you see that feather? <laughs> and she said, yeah, I do. It's floating down. And I said, yeah, it is. So it lands on me. And now, uh,
1: I've been that in was- that building at Omega Institute. <laughs> and this, it's a closed building with a very high ceiling. Yeah. I know. And what did I do? I looked up because my
2: logical brain says, okay. And in the beginning, I should say, in the beginning when signs first start to happen, it's really common and normal for people to say, you know, either I'm going crazy and I'm I'm seeing things that aren't there or my grief is so deep it's, it's playing tricks on me or, you know, I'm seeing things just because I want to see them. And so, for me, my litmus test was to ask the lady next to me, "Do you see that feather?" Because I literally was wondering if I <laughs> if I was making this up. So anyway, so the day goes on, and one of one of the struggles for me in my journey, my spiritual journey, was fear of uh, judgment, fear of judgment from others for. Seeing the signs for believing in the signs, and I was also uh, fearful of career retribution. You know, I had developed a a reputation as a solid therapist, and then now this therapist is seeing feathers floating out of the sky, and so I was just concerned about
1: that. So, and I, I can hear all these listeners right now saying, "Oh, (laughs) me too, me too." They're with you. It's really,
2: it's a big hurdle to get over. It really is. So I'm at this at Brian Weiss's um, event in Omega, and there are like a hundred therapists in the room, and I had met this psychiatrist, and he was like this buttoned-up psychiatrist, and he was the epitome of what I did not want to look foolish in front of. (laughs) And so I'm sitting there at Omega after this after this feather falls down, and spirit starts saying, uh, "Stand up." (laughs) I thought to myself, "There's no way," and I heard stand up. And what Brian was doing was he was going around with microphones and people were sharing different stories about their lives and and, and whatnot. And, And I knew what spirit wanted. They wanted me to stand up and I said, no. So eventually, long story short, I stand up and I tell the story that I wasn't going to tell. And I talk about the feather that just floated down. So it was like a coming out, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the break, this buttoned-up psychiatrist that I was talking about, he comes walking towards me, and as he's walking towards me, an- this woman standing there talking to me, talking about, well, I don't get signs, and was it a feather? It really was a feather, and as we're standing there and the psychiatrist is walking towards me, another feather comes floating out of the sky, comes floating down, and lands on the woman's sweater in front of me right as the psychiatrist walks up. Both of them break out into tears, and we have this kind of moment. And For me, Suzanne, every, I mean, it was beautiful because two more people got to see the signs, and, yeah. and it helped make the sign real, but it was also, Spirit knew my fear was looking like a fool in front of my professional colleagues, and it set up the experience for me to be able to face that.
1: It's beautiful. Spirit will never let us down, ever, especially when we dig up the courage that's innately our soul's essence and just Mm -hmm. let our soul, let it shine. And that's what you did and what a payback and a lesson for everybody there. So we have about four minutes before the break. I would love if you just continue with the feather theme and tell the, the, the time when Austin's friends came to visit you at home
2: oh the 26 feathers oh my god this one's amazing so uh, austin had two very close friends in college they loved him deeply and one of them dan came and uh was visiting us and austin's ashes are in our backyard in a memorial and so dan was coming to to view that and as dan and his uh now bride were sitting out back they walked out to the memorial and they had collected five feathers When I walked out, Kate smiled at me and held up the feathers because she knew. But Dan confided, you know, hey, I'm not really a believer in that. And I said, that's okay, Dan, and we made space for that. As Dan and Kate and I are sitting there talking, feathers start to fall from the sky, one (laughs) by one by one. And I'm watching Dan look, and he's looking up, and he's scratching his head. At feather number twelve, he looks up and he says, "Okay, Austin, I believe it was. It was really just such a beautiful moment." And then now no, no, no um, flocks
1: of birds flying overhead. A completely open no. sky, right? You're not under right. trees, right? And I yeah. have video of it, so I
2: grab my phone and I started taking video. So I have video of this event. And Dan's looking up, and in his words. It was kind of funny. He's like, "I don't see a bird getting mauled up there," <laughs> and and. Suddenly, a little door cracked open in Dan's mind, and he started to believe. And that's what I think. What happens to all of us when we begin to get those little signs is the door cracks open, yep. and that's the beginning.
0: But, but that it was, was feather
2: beautiful. number
1: twelve and, when he said, "I get, it, I get it." But you had, but he yes. followed up with twelve more. 26, 20, 14, 26. 14 more. Yes, and two of them
2: were on his car when he. Went to leave, two more feathers were on his car. And, and it was just, it was beautiful. It was amazing. And
1: I have video. <laughs> That's phenomenal. I love that you document. We're going to talk about some other videos that you have when we come back from, from the break. But this is why I say that Austin is phenomenal. and And we know that his passing was not premeditated. He immediately is just willing to jump in and help all of us here. It's why he's such a strong communicator. Don't you feel it's his mission to be part of this?
2: I do. I do. You know, we made that he was a doctor. He was in medical school. And we had planned to work together. He was going to heal the body and I was going to heal the mind. And the way I view it now is we still are working together. And he's, um, he's on a mission with me and we're going to help people heal. And that's what we're doing. And he, boy, is he working hard.
0: He
1: is. But he's ever the doctor. He even, I remember in a second reading I did for you, showed me uh, problems, medical problems that his sister was having. It was spot on. And he even gave some advice Mm -hmm. that ended up later on uh, helping you in finding another doctor. It's amazing. Yes.
2: Yes. He told us uh, what the diagnosis was of our daughter before our appointment with the doctor i woke up in the middle of the night and he was giving me a medical term and i wrote it down because i had never heard it before and sure enough um, a couple days later when we were seen by the specialist that was her diagnosis so it was very powerful
1: awesome 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 well i'll share with you what he had a little medical advice for somebody in the family here so we'll share it after the break (laughs) And I hope you all will come back because Colleen has just begun to share her amazing signs from Austin and all of our loved ones across the veil uh, are trying so hard to get through to us. So I hope you're enjoying the show as much as I am. See you in a few minutes.
0: All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Sorry, I dropped off the line because I put my hand down on the mute button. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that, everybody. I was just saying that we're just having such a great conversation with Colleen Smith here, and I invite you to visit her website, which is a little bit tricky, ColleenSmith.com. <laughs> yes, we're talking about how her son Austin has just left the most amazing signs from across the veil. But Colleen, I felt Austin drop in before we even started talking. And for some reason, he was showing me himself in a band uniform, acting just like the drum major, leading the crowd, moving that baton up and down, which was very unusual. It came with the feeling that some something about a band or i don't know if one of Yes, you got just, it, Suzanne. Want to use uh, Dakota was, he, in
2: a band now or something or what? No, it this is Austin, awesome. he was in the marching band but it was no. huge to him and he was the historian which is the motivator for the band to give motivational speeches before uh, and so him leading the band and,
1: and oh just, my gosh uh,
2: I, a few days ago i pulled into his high school and i saw the marching band out in the parking lot practicing and i sat there just reminiscing uh, so
1: Oh, that's a good one. I'm like, he's totally in a marching band. (laughs) And I'm trying to talk myself out of it, even though I teach people, don't talk yourself out of it. Because I knew I have, you've shown me this picture of him running. He was big into athletics. And I Mm -hmm. thought he wasn't a bandy. Yet here he is in this marching band uniform, raising the baton up and down. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Ever the doctor, Colleen, he's showing me somebody in the immediate family has a scratchy throat and needs lozenges. He says it's probably allergies, post-nasal drip. Yes, (laughs) Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, another okay. one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I know that you keep his medical jacket hanging on a hanger in his room, but for some reason during the break, he's showing me you ironing it. So, either you've just taken done something with it or it it just needs a little pressing for some reason. Even I don't get that. <laughs> that- well,
2: Austin was a stickler and he did not he wanted it to look pressed and perfect and so he's probably telling me it needs to be pressed cuz that was yeah. him
1: so okay well everybody Austin's right here it's his the major thing that he's working with his mom to help us know that he's still right here and I don't want to say this one to the end I, we were talking about feathers so I want to just get back on track with the feathers tell me tell us about the there are three special stories with the feathers then we'll tell everybody how they can increase their signs from loved ones okay okay well
2: i i want to make sure i tell you about my favorite feather it it was so hard to pick but my favorite feather was uh, a birthday feather so on special occasions a lot of times you know our loved ones will leave us signs so it was my birthday and i was i was trying not to set myself up for disappointment but in the back of my mind i was thinking well it's my birthday and so austin's gonna surely he'll send me a great feather and my husband made this great plan for us to go out to dinner and um, all day I was walking around looking for the feather, looking for the feather, and no feather. So by 5 o'clock, I was so upset, I crawled into bed, told my husband to go get a cup of coffee, and I cried and cried and cried. Oh. And, of course, I said to myself, Colleen, you're crazy. Maybe it's, maybe it's not real, or maybe Austin forgot about me. <laughs> so I was having a bit of a pity party. So I, but my husband had put all this effort into the dinner. So I get up, I get dressed, and I say, I've got to do this. So we go to dinner, and I'm sitting there at the table, Suzanne. I must have been the worst date (laughs) because my head was hanging, and I didn't even look up. And all of a sudden, I hear this waitress come up to the side of the table, and she said, "I'm going to be your waitress for the evening." I didn't even look up. She sticks her arm under me to grab my water glass. And lo and behold, on her arm, all the way from her wrist to her elbow, was, you guessed it, a feather tattoo.
1: Yeah.
0: This
2: huge feather tattoo. So I look up and I, I yell, yay! You know, it was just this exciting moment. And when I look up at her, she's got these two big feather earrings. <laughs> and oh. I, you know, I start to cry, but they're tears of joy. Yeah. So she grabs her boyfriend who works in the restaurant, pulls him over to our table and says, tell her. And the boyfriend tells me that in the morning this waitress woke up and she was, he says, possessed about wearing these feather earrings and that she hadn't worn them in over a year, but she woke up needing to wear them that day and they just had this, um, this happening in the morning. And so... It was just this beautiful experience. But take a look at all the things that Spirit had to line up to make that oh, yeah. to deliver that feather. You know?
1: Yep. Yep. So. You were gonna get that birthday gift one way or another. Austin <laughs> <Awesome. laughs> persisted. That's awesome. And then um, how about with but, Doug? Well Doug, I wanna tell that story, but one thing I wanna
2: mention to the listeners is, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, how do you increase signs? And one of the big things that I recommend is you ask for the signs. You tell your loved ones, hey, I really would like to get a sign. Please send me a sign. So Doug was doing that. Doug said, hey, Austin, I'd really like a sign. It was Father's Day. So again, another special occasion. Doug says, hey, Austin, I would like a sign. But he says, "Austin, I'm not like your mother. I have more difficulty seeing the signs. So can you please make it super obvious, really obvious? So a few hours go by, we go out to the driveway to Doug's truck. And Suzanne, there is a six-inch feather stuck straight up into the grill on the top of Doug's truck so that if you're sitting at the steering wheel, all you would see was feather. And I looked at that. Doug. Burst into laughter. He had this huge smile, and um, and I could imagine Austin saying, "How's that for obvious?"
1: I know. I remember when you sent me the photo by text, and it's just like, "Come on, Colleen, somebody put that there." <laughs> you know, <laughs> even I, as a medium, that know how good Austin is. You just this, your son is amazing with the signs. So he just know, opens the door to point, what is it? possible. You know?
2: Yes. But you raise a good point, because how easy would it be to walk out and go, "Mm mm-mm, that's not real, or, you know, somebody did that, and make up all the reasons why that sign isn't real. And so, you know, and I certainly spent time along this journey doing that, talking myself out of the signs. But then something happened, and I said, I opened that door, and I started to believe. And let me tell you, when you believe and you let the signs in, and you stop yourself from talking yourself out of the sign, um, that's when the the healing begins. Amen. So I highly recommend that.
1: (laughs) uh, So you stopped work after Austin passed. You couldn't counsel people?
2: I did, yeah. I closed my private practice. It was so sad um, because I had worked hard. You know to build that practice but you know as a therapist you've got to be absolutely healed and and I just wasn't so yeah so I closed my closed my practice for a couple of years um,
1: but now you're back at it and how are you integrating yeah. your your new work as a medium with your current practice because not everybody's open to mediumship
2: no I know and and that was hard you know like coming out of the psychic closet as they say but again because I was so afraid of the professional retribution but I'm standing in my truth, and I am public with it now. And, um, you know, not every client wants that. And so um, while I am getting information from spirit when I'm in therapy sessions, I don't necessarily have to, you know, talk about that. But for those that like to explore that side, um, it's such a great healing modality. I have this thing that's called uh, psycho-spiritual counseling, and it's a combination of the two. You know, and so a lot of times people will come in and will talk about their their own spiritual experiences, um, out of body, you know, near death, um, Mm -hmm. visions, signs. And for people to be able to have a forum to talk about it and not feel judged, um, that's important.
1: That's awesome. Great healing work. So talking about the signs again, so many people, you know, how do they know it's real?
2: Yeah, so, this one was tough because, as I said, in the beginning, it's really common that you try to you your brain talks you out of it, um, and so what I actually started doing was taking pictures, and the pictures were really for me because I found I would believe the sign when it occurred, but then over the next day or two, I'd talk myself out of it, and so having the picture helped me. To mm-hmm. look at it and to remember the feeling. So one thing I would advise people to do is take some pictures, um, and and help yourself get back to the moment of believing when you look at the pictures.
1: But that brings now, Colleen, me to, yeah, uh, you know, if we have your your fellow member in your helping parents heal group, Kathy, our mutual friend, lovely, lovely Kathy. She yeah. has tons of pictures of the signs from her kids. Did you teach her that, or did she teach you, or? Well, I'm not sure, but aren't we all teachers of each other on the <laughs> path? I'm not sure the,
2: the timing of it. But, yeah, we definitely we we urge each other on and cheer each other on with the photos. Because that's what, you know, the photos really do. They help you share it with other people. But I did go through this phase where it was almost like I needed other people to believe because if they believed, then I could believe.
1: Mm, um, I get that.
2: Yeah, and I think that's a normal part of the. The transition but then what happened is i remember it's this beautiful place where you arrive where suddenly you don't need other people to believe because you believe and like you teach i think it's moving from belief to knowing you just know and part of the part of the for signs part of the way you know is you'll see the sign say it's a bird or you know the license plate but it comes with this internal feeling. It's like it's it either makes you think of your loved one or it comes with a body sensation like goosebumps or you just get hair stands up on your head. It comes with a feeling. And if you can let yourself let go and believe, I'm telling you, it feels better. It feels and better.
1: And it sure makes those across the veil feel validated. Wow, they're finally paying attention.
2: Yeah. In fact, that's what I tell people. I say I have a downright end zone dance. When I get a sign, I do this little jig, and <laughs> and I say to Austin, Austin, I love it, thank you so much, do it again, and I do this yeah. little jig, and and I think of him smiling, I smile, and I think all of that works to increase the signs. They'll work harder. You know, they know how much you love it.
1: Yeah. Now you have yeah. photos, and you talked about the video of the – feathers falling how about that video when you actually saw him oh isn't that oh that that is beautiful hey that's another that just reminded
2: me of something you know what i was about to say i was about to say isn't that crazy and here's here's a little therapist tip relabel that instead of instead of when the sign comes saying isn't that crazy say isn't that beautiful isn't that interesting isn't that lovely and it brings it in. awesome (laughs) yeah isn't that awesome yeah Uh, But anyways, uh, so Doug had just cleaned our hot tub, and he noticed there was a whole pile of leaves inside the hot tub. So we have security cameras, you know, outside and whatnot. And he slowed down the footage of one of our security cameras looking at the hot tub to see how all those leaves got in. And all of a sudden, this image, this outline of a torso comes flying through the air, sits on the side of the hot tub for a few seconds and then just vanishes. Mm-hmm. Just vanishes.
1: I've, I've seen this video and it was like, "Show me that again." And you mm-hmm. truly, it's like it's a it's a video of a person, a male that just appears sitting right there and then vanishes. It's it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. But you know
2: what? These signs, I mean, just alone, the, the they're incredible. But for me, part of the beauty is what the signs do to the people who receive them. So my young son, Dakota, um, you know, he's super close to his brother, Austin, and uh, they used to DJ together and, um, you know, play in the house on DJ equipment and with the lights and doom, doom, doom. So about, I don't know, six months or so ago, Austin started, when when Dakota, my young son, opens the refrigerator door, Austin will make the lights go do, 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 almost like DJ music. And so Dakota gets a great oh. kick out of it, and it has become something that he, that Austin and Dakota do together.
1: Let's just and, clarify this for people who are listening. Your son, in spirit, flickers the lights in rhythm on request. Well,
2: yeah, it's when Dakota opens the refrigerator door. Austin makes the lights go it's, it's so it's and it's you it's special to them because of the link to the DJ thing where they used to do it so so Dakota's been opening the door and having these conversations with Austin one day I'm standing there in the kitchen Dakota opens the door the lights are flashing and I kid you not a feather comes floating down inside the refrigerator this small little white feather. So, uh, of course, I'm standing there like, oh, my God. But do you know what? The biggest gift of all was watching Dakota break out into this smile. And I think he even twirled around and said, thank you, Austin. And I watched him talk to his brother. And I watched a uh, current memory. I watched a current interaction, a real-time um post-death interaction and and it it touched my heart you know
1: that's that's the the biggest message that we could possibly deliver in this show today that these aren't past memories this is Mm -hmm. real time we're part of your life we're moving forward together this is austin with his brother having a brotherly Mm -hmm. moment it's just it's just beautiful it
2: is its so beautiful and it helps me get to a place where you know what part of me doesn't even care anymore if anyone else believes because i believe i believe and my family believes and it's allowing us to have to continue a relationship with austin and it's beautiful so so i encourage people you know see what. It's going to be a different journey for everybody but if you open your mind and open your heart to the possibilities who knows what's out there and and do, would we all change and have them back in physical form here on the earth yes of course but we can't and it's not an option and so this is a, a good other option that figuring out a way to do a current relationship with your departed loved one and I'm here to tell you it's possible
1: Absolutely. And some of you listening may say, How is that possible that feathers fall down inside a building and inside a refrigerator? It's because this world is not as solid as it, as it appears. We are all having adventures in consciousness, and our loved ones who have passed are sharing that same conscious field of energy with us. So it's it's just it's not magic, it's it's real, it's reality. So it's really yeah. cool, everybody, that Colleen has really embraced this and now is given some presentations publicly around the country sharing her miracles from austin and her wisdom and colleen you have several messages have you had a chance to share all of them today or are there more because i don't want to miss a piece of it
2: well i think the biggest thing is uh, tips on open your mind open your heart and and see what signs can come and um and be thinking about how can I craft a current day relationship with my loved one because you know what in the end, it helps healing and um and it's really possible. So I think that's the most important message.
1: How does that look for you day to day with Austin now?
2: Oh Suzanne I'm in I have conversations with my son every day, every day and um and and you know sometimes he talks back, sometimes he doesn't. Um, That's a good point. That's
1: a good point right there. Yep.
2: Yeah. So I I hold the belief. I hold the belief. And my eyes are wide open looking for signs. And when they come, I let them in. I don't bat them away like I used to. I let them in. Sometimes I share them with others and sometimes I don't. Because sometimes when you share the signs with others, um, they pick them apart. And so... You know, now yeah. it's become almost somewhat of a private thing, um, but it's healing. It helps It helps me heal. It helps my clients heal. You know, I see my clients activate this all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, they just want to know that they're not crazy, and people don't want to have false hope. that I'm making that up, you know. Mm-hmm. Colleen, mm-hmm. I've been to your house. I don't remember you having a cat, but Austin's showing me this cat licking itself, licking itself obsessively. You guys- oh, he had the cat. Yeah. We have Austin's cat. Yes, I remember now, but there's something about its hair, or just—I don't want to get, yeah, uh, I don't want you know, to get too oh, detailed about the I'll cat. Go check. Look, yeah, check that. There's I'll something check, about that but... going on there. <laughs> I yeah. think one of the most magical moments was when I did a reading for you, and my Susan dropped in on your <laughs> reading with your Austin. I right in the middle of it, I said, "Colleen, Susan is here," and I hadn't heard from her in a long time. And do you remember? what you said? Yeah, before the
2: reading, I said, Hey, Susan, will you drop in? Will you come into the reading? And because um, uh, Susan and Austin had been getting to know each other. And, uh, and so for me, it was like manifestation. Oh, that's one thing, Suzanne, do we have
1: time to talk about manifestation real quick? We will. But I just want to make sure people don't miss the main point of that what we just shared with you. That oh, yeah. my stepdaughter in the spirit world dropped in on a reading for Colleen because Colleen asked her to, mm-hmm. and Susan and Austin are together in the spirit world because of our link here. It's one big web. One big web.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So Never cool. Never get
2: tired of being shown that. Yeah.
0: Well, Susan, so let's talk, talk about
1: manifestation.
2: You and you and Suzanne Wilson, you both teach the. The technique of asking for validation or manifestation, um, and I found that to be very powerful, and now my clients find that to be powerful. So the, the way it works: say I'm practicing looking for signs, and this week um, I'm going to look uh, look for clowns. So I'm going to ask spirit. I'm going to say, "Spirit, you know, send me a clown if." If I am hearing you, or if I am supposed to take that trip with my sister, you know, maybe there's a specific request, or maybe it's a general request to let you know, you know, let me know, Spirit, that you're here. Send me a, and then in a in a moment when you say send me a, Spirit mm-hmm. will drop in a thought of something, because Spirit knows in the next few days what you're going to interact with, and Without so they'll a doubt. help you. They'll help you think about it. And sure enough, within a couple of days, that usually shows up.
1: Yep. And in fact, I get 99% of the time get the validation, but in the last couple of weeks have not received a validation, and it was actually validating because it was something I was not supposed to do. So just remember, if you ask for a sign, am I supposed to do this or that, and you don't get the sign, listen to that as well.
2: yes. Yes. Oh I use validation pretty often now, and I can't believe- i should, see I was just about to break my own rule. I was going to say I can't believe it's unbeliev- <laughs> or it's amazing ah, how um, <laughs> it's amazing how often uh they'll come through with those signs and uh it's it's just beautiful lately uh, my clients a lot of clients have been having a lot of activity around uh license plates and messages on license plates or or um, signs on trucks that they're following so uh, that's another way that spirit really likes to send us signs yeah
1: so you're a counselor what do you have to say for those who are in that deep deep grief because here you were a counselor and you when when austin passed you admit you you doubted your ability to survive
2: i did i did boy that grief gets heavy it's it's so thick it's so heavy it's it's difficult to to be able to see out of that so you know everyone has a different grief journey and of course i highly recommend seeing somebody talking to somebody um and if you're not comfortable with the professional side with friends family members talking to somebody reading you know reading the books so important But also the mind-body thing, you know, when you're in grief, you tend to want to isolate and you tend to want to hunker down and hunker in. So even making yourself go for a walk, even if it's just a short walk, once around the block, making yourself, if you enjoy cooking, cook something. Um, Because movement of the body, exercise, of course, is wonderful, but a lot of times when people are in deep grief, you know, it's... It's difficult. But if you can walk and walk into nature, so so important. And of course, support groups. I cannot say enough positive about helping parents heal. Um Me having other parents around or other people around, compassionate friends is another one. You know, having people around that have gone through this experience and can understand what you're going through, it's it's very helpful.
1: Absolutely. So let's see. You have just about a minute left. You've shared so many beautiful things with us. What do you feel that Austin wants people to know?
2: That it's possible that anybody can do this. Everybody can do this. It's going to look different for you than it does for your neighbor. Do, you what? do what? Do what, Colleen? Um, see signs. Have active communication and current relationships with the people that have departed. It's possible. So you just figure out the way for you to do it, and signs are a great way to start to start that journey.
1: And you saw spirits when you were a kid. You said you were playing with them. Have you seen? Do you see them now objectively as you did when you were younger?
2: Not uh, not as well as I, when I was younger, but I hear them just as well and I feel them just as well. And it's starting to turn back on the actual objective seeing. Um, Have you sometime, seen Austin? While, it'll show up. No, and oh my God, if I could have a Christmas present, that is what it would
1: be. I and well, to see I ask him, for like, that every day, and I just I just hope that, that that lets people know that even mediums don't and, you know, mother to your own child, you don't see him, yeah. so it just doesn't, we don't have to make that the be-all and end-all. That doesn't mean they're not here when we don't see him, but I thank you so much. We've really enjoyed sharing. Everybody, check out ColleenSmith.com and I know that we're all just sending our appreciation to you, Colleen. It was just terrific to share with you.
2: Yeah, thank you for the opportunity, Suzanne.
1: And I love that Austin dropped in, and I know that Colleen will be spending some time talking to him. I hope all of you are now motivated. Talk to your own loved ones because, trust us, they hear you. Absolutely. See you next week.
0: Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.